Okay, Coach. So it's been two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so what you been up to the past two weeks? Tell us. Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. <laughs> but um, so uh, I think we can go ahead and introduce ourselves. But I'm really excited about today's topic because I love when, again, you throw out those phrases and then the you know truth bombs. And I'm like, hold up. I need to write this down, and this is exactly what we need to get into. So um, we're going to be talking about triangles today, Coach, but go ahead and introduce yourself, and then I'll introduce myself, and we'll dive in. Oh, wow. My name is Greg McNeil, a Coach's Corner, um, Ph.D. candidate, all-around funny guy, and servant. Yeah, that's exactly what I am. I am here to serve you to help you to have whatever it is that you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm your partner in that with our podcast and our coaching intensives. And, uh, and then I have genius communication, branding, um, website design, business consulting, et cetera. And also a, how can I, a dispenser of excellence in everything I do, coach. That's my, my deal. That's it. Okay, so first, to kind of give background, I wanted to um, discuss assumptions because I think people live a lot of life around assumptions. Yes. And uh, so, you know, assumption is like supposing you know something about someone or what they're thinking or what's going on behind the scenes. And, um, and it's it, like it's a reality for you. Although it could be the farthest thing from reality to you, it's real. And I had uh, two examples. Um, the one uh, was the individual I was telling you about that was mad at another individual because they assumed that some type of action that uh, individual had taken was to be mean. And, right. you know, I kind of called it out like, well, you don't know that that's the motive unless you ask them what the motive was. And it was something so benign that there was no reason to be mad. Right. And so sure enough, you know, uh, she asked questions to the individual and Mm -hmm. got things cleared up and, and it was good. But, um, I hate assumption. I think part of it is I've seen it destroy relationships and even organizations. Uh, and the, the sad thing is that people that assume things, they don't just keep it to themselves. They tell everybody that they can think of, right? And yeah. and so, you know, I I uh, plus I'm a D, and so Ds don't like people putting motives or thoughts or words into us because you don't need to do that. We'll tell you exactly what we're thinking, you know. Right. That's exactly right. You ask us, we'll tell you. So you better be careful of what you want. But you know, we'll we'll definitely do straightforward communication. Well, the other one was um, I don't know if you know this, Coach, but here in Clovis, um, the city council, of whom I have many friends on it, you know, good friends, mm-hmm. um, they decided to uh, raise our property tax. And so at first, I'm like, well, how can they do that? Because that's a county deal, and we have to vote on such things. And so anyway, instead of, like, going off the handle and, you know, calling up a couple of my friends saying, what were y'all thinking, blah, blah, I was like, well, let me research this a little bit. 
And so I researched it. I got the background. It's not actually a property tax. It's a, it's a type of tax you can add to property tax for a certain amount of time. It's for the Ute uh, Water Project. But there were still some things that I was hearing and things that people were saying that they're mad. They're really mad about it. And they want to recall all of them that voted yes. And I think it was all of them but one. And so I had an opportunity to share with that person, you know, what, what was being said. I said, you need to know what people are saying because they're really mad. And this is how it looks, how it was done. This is how it looks. And, um, and he's like, okay. And then he shared what they were looking at and why they had to do it. And I, I was, you know, telling them, I said, I research. I don't want to just assume that I know why y'all did something, et cetera, et cetera. You have to ask questions. And the only reason I ask the question is I value the relationships and I care about my town, right? So those were two recent examples that I had on an assumption where one was an individual around me and the other was me, you know, with the, the tax thing. I could have assumed a whole bunch of stuff, but I needed to get some answers. And I tell people, just throwing a little bit of Bible real quick, Coach, uh, when Solomon and Gomorrah, uh, if God himself came down to investigate, what makes us think we know everything? So whether you think it's an allegory or you think it's truth, you have to understand the lesson is right. all of us must investigate before we fly off the handle. So those were just kind of some of my thoughts. What are you thinking, Coach? So first of all, right, an assumption is lazy. Oh. It's lazy thinking, right? As a matter of fact, it's not thinking at all, actually. It's lazy. And it's really irresponsible, right? Yeah. Because it can it can relate to 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 anything, situation, person, place. But here's what we notice about it: in this context, when assumption is made, somebody is generally upset or hurt by it, right? And so this is what we're saying, right? So the other thing is, an assumption does not equal research, right? And yeah. this is why I call it lazy. It's like if somebody comes to me and, and tells me something, the first thing I want to know is, well, oh, wow, this sounds interesting. Where did you get that from? Mm-hmm. Well, if I hear that somebody else told them, okay, well, where did they get it from? And if they can't tell me, I immediately get rid of it, right? Because it's like, you know what? I don't want that in my head. I'm not going to be repeating that because... There's, there's no way to substantiate whether or not if what they're telling me is true, they can't prove it, or what we were talking about earlier, they don't have a receipt. I, and that's funny, <laughs> Coach, because you went to get a receipt, and I actually have a receipt, which I never have a receipt back here. That's so funny. Absolutely, because what we, really, what we have been saying to people the entire time, if we, we have said something on this podcast, they can go and research it and look it up. Yes. And we always invite the people who are listening to what we're saying. It's like, go look it up. Yeah. Because we stake our reputations on what we're doing. So we're saying we have a receipt. If I say something, I can go and look it up. Right. And, and don't confuse, though, your receipt with experience. That's right. Because in the situation, the first situation, it was a family dynamic. And like I was telling you, 
the one that um, was being accused of being mean had, you know, she definitely can be mean. You know what I'm saying, right. Coach? And uh, that's right. And so, you know, there there was past experiences that could support the assumption. Right. But that was not the case in this situation. And so you have to be careful of even experience, huh? That's exactly right. And this is what I mean when I say it's lazy and it's dangerous, right? Because just because something happened in the past, right? Or there could be some reason for you to say, well, this person has displayed a temper in their past, right? So they could be mean now. Well, guess what happens in that assumption? You remove context from the situation. Mm. Even if you describe the person's behavior in a past setting, if you don't bring context to that situation that you're talking to someone else about, what you've done is you have placed an assumption in the mind of the listener, right? Mm -hmm. Because the list, so let's just say if I'm listening to this scenario and I never met that person before that they're talking about. If you don't give me context for that person's behavior back then, then what you are basically doing is you are forcing me to accept your assumption of what's happening, not only right now, but of who that person is. And that's what I'm saying. It's lazy, it's dangerous, it's irresponsible, and it's a disservice. And what was interesting is once this individual realized what was happening and actually had a communication with the person, um, they realized that their frustration and anger had nothing to do with that. It was something totally different. So the context wasn't even close. And the only reason that that she thought these thoughts is because I was there saying, hold up, you don't know that that's her motive because that's a, I guess you would say that's a core value for me. I don't like going into people's motives. I hate that. Right. And uh, so, okay. Now, when we were talking coach, you mentioned triangle. Mm. Oh my goodness. Okay. So assumption again, you know, your evidence is not necessarily experience or feelings. If you want to know something about someone, you ask them directly. If there's no way to do so, then you need to research it out. You need to be skeptical until you have some proof and things like that. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Okay. So I I have a I have a, a story for you on that. Okay. And uh, it's pretty powerful. When I first came to Cannon Air Force Base in the capacity that I was working in, I didn't know anybody. I'm in I'm in private practice. So I'm starting to meet people, right? Mm-hmm. But I still don't know anyone. It's all in the facade, right? Hi there, hi there. It's at that stage. Well, then I meet this one lady, right? And then all of a sudden, she starts talking about another coworker that I had met some time ago. And one of the things that I realized was um, the more she listened, I start, my stomach started to hurt. I physically started to feel ill. And I thought to myself, why is she telling me this? I don't even know that person. At this point, I'm actually, I'm so new here in Clovis, I'm actually staying at the hotel still. I'm living out of the suitcase. So when I was driving back to Viadoso, I thought to myself, I'm sick. I mean, I was literally sick with all it in my head. And so 
as a part of things that I do for myself, I pulled over to the side of the road and I shouted out my name really loud so I could stop my subconscious from wrapping around that. And I said, guess what? I am not doing this. When I got back to work on Monday, the person who had basically given me that poison pill was fired, lost their job. I'm not saying it was because of me, but I knew that person had to be removed from me because there was no way I could sit to talk to her again because she basically had poisoned the entire landscape. And you cannot sow that kind of stuff and think that you're going to get away with it. And, no. it, and it may not show up in your current situation, although it typically will, but it shows up in other ways. And, yes, it does. and the gossip thing, you know, people might be like, well, isn't that kind of childish? No, gossip ruins things. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, businesses have even been shut down because of uh, rumors. So exactly. on, the, on the triangle thing, Coach, I want to tie the gossip into it in a bit. Um mm-hmm. But to me, it's a weapon. And people that gossip, gossip out of insecurity. They want to feel better and they want to tear down another person so that they look better for whatever reason. They may not like them or they might just be a habitual gossip. It's now a habit. It's now something that they do. You can guarantee if people are doing that, they're also talking about you. You, can you repeat that, please? No, it's too much. <laughs> Just rewind. <laughs> there you go. But you know what? And this is this is one of the things that, you know, it's painful, right? It, it's really painful. And it has caused me to really watch the relationships that I form, right? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things, talking about assumption, I, I've said this before, just because somebody is knowledgeable or they're talking to you or they have enthusiasm, it doesn't mean that that person is lying to you, right? Because here's the one thing about people. If you're around them enough, they bear fruit. They yeah. just do, yeah. right? So if a person doesn't do what they said, you don't have to worry about it. Just watch. You're going to see it, right? But Woe to the person that's always leading with their mouth and saying, you know, this guy's this or this woman is that, right? Because what actually happens is you find out that people start looking forward to you being a gossip. So when you come, you don't realize that now they're listening to you very differently than you think they are, right? And all of a sudden, their interactions with you change. They don't want to talk to you anymore Mm -hmm. or yeah, it's, it's, it's painful. Yeah, and to me, to get a person's trust, you know, to gain a person's trust is the most sacred thing ever. And I think for me, the reason that's so important is because I don't trust easy. And, you know, if someone, if they trust me, it's like, wow, now, okay, this is, you know, I'm going to guard that. I'm going to protect that. Well, with gossips, there ain't no trust there. You know what's going to happen. Okay, a lot of people don't realize they are gossiping, so... Here's what I want to do, Coach. I want you to talk about the triangle because you said something like you try to avoid triangles or you don't don't do triangles or something like that. And I was like, wait, wait. That's right. What's a triangle? So define that, and I want to go back into the gossip part a little bit. Okay. So in this case, so we'll keep it simple, right? And we'll say we have at least three people, Mm -hmm. A, B, and C, right? 
So you just mentioned that if there's something you don't know about the person, let's say in this case, you're A, there's B and there's C, but you don't know who B is really. So what do you do? You're looking at B and it's like, you know, you start to project maybe. You're working in assumptions, but instead of going to ask B so you can clear up whatever may be on your mind, you instead go to C. And you start talking to that person about B, about who you think they are, right? Mm -hmm. And you start saying something. Well, now all of a sudden, C goes to B and they start talking. Now all of a sudden, they're in conflict, going back and forth. And now A, who is really kind of like the instigator, now they bow out and they're saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't go and speak to this person about you, right? But they did, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of just saying, Sherry, I have a question, I need to ask you, I instead go to somebody else who doesn't really have the knowledge that you have, and I start talking to them about you. It could be anything. Did you know this about Sherry or so-and-so-and-so? Oh, no. You know, you got to watch her, right? Because it's, it's like now all of a sudden you have people fighting. Mm -hmm. You have people now because it doesn't really start, stop with the triangle. That's the thing about it. It starts here with three people. But by the time it's done, that number grows exponentially yeah. because people can't stop talking. So they keep going on and on and on. By the time it gets back to the person who should have been addressed appropriately, they're hurt, their business could be ruined, their relationship could be ruined, right? Or anything. They're upset because why didn't you come to me, right? Yeah. So what I've learned over the years is this. If I want to know something about an individual, if I got a question about something, I go to that person. I don't care what it's related to. I'm going to go to that person. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have the courage to go to that person and ask, inquire, or take whatever action is necessary, it's on me, yeah. right? That's a weakness in me for not being able to address it. And many times what we have in triangles is just that. Somebody lacks the courage to deal with the situation as it should be dealt with what we call in an adult fashion. So instead of going to the person that they should go to, instead of A going to B, they go to C, yeah. right? And the minute that happens, they start a triangle. Now arguments happening, words are said, and then it just goes on and on and on. Coach, I've got a real life example because when you said that, the A, B, and C, I was like, oh, that just happened. That just happened. One of my clients absolutely love her. Um, but it was a situation where she was A, and there was an individual that was a B that, for whatever reason, must have frustrated her or, or whatever, you know. And instead of her going to her, she went to C. Well, B yeah. overheard. Yeah. And so she lost a staff member because of it. And to me, that's... That's immature leadership. If, if you're going to deal with people, if you're going to be over people in that capacity, you've got to have courage and you've got to have conversation, but you dang sure don't need to avoid conflict and go to someone else 
and and talk with them. Now, whether that was happening or maybe she had already talked to him or or her or she already had a legitimate reason, I don't know. But I do know that she lost a staff member over it, right? So without the details, I don't want to assume anything. But that's the deal. It's like, okay, was B spoken with before you went and spoke with C? And Mike, years ago, I think we were uh, newly married. And um, like if him and Kent were talking, Mike would jokingly, and I would try to say something, you know, Mike would jokingly say, this is an A and B conversation. You need to see your way out of it, right? And so, right. so anyway, that's, that's right. just a joke we have. We still do it to this day, but that's that's it. This is an A and B conversation. There should not be an NEC unless you need a mediator because you've already spoken with this person. You've already tried to, you know, instigate some good change and some good relationship boundaries, et cetera. And if they just don't want it, then you can pull in a C that can be neutral and hear everything and hopefully bring some, you know, some help. But that is exactly what happened, Coach. And because of that, she lost a staff member. You know, we talk about the 11 causes of failure in leadership. That's one of those because that's a lack of integrity, right? Mm -hmm. You know, again, uh, wow, it's just painful when we do that. It's like if you don't have the courage to address an issue up front, then you need to examine where you are right now because the next step you take is going to cost you in some form, right? If you cannot address the situation in a mature, upfront way, then you're going to do something backhanded. And when it's done backhanded, it always hurts someone else, including yourself. But people have to understand something. The greatest currency they will ever have is the ability to have integrity and keep their word, right? If you lose your credibility with other people because you're doing things like this, you don't get it back because somebody knows it's like, you know what, this person talks a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And when we say talking, we're talking about they're not truth telling. Mm -hmm. They're doing something much more insidious. You know, it's, you know, I hate to say like evil in that sense, but in truth, conversations only do one or two things. They either edify or they tear down. Mm-hmm. So whenever we start getting into triangulated situations, we are breaking down someone or some situation or some company. Now, just for the record, I've worked in, in ops for a long time, most of my military career. So I understand what that messaging is all about. In in the uh, intelligence community, we call it misinformation or disinformation. I'm going to immediately, you know what they're going to do? And they're going to go to the person that they know is going to be opening their mouth. Go and tell him and then watch what happens. This is what we're talking about right now. And I think sometimes... And I wouldn't say it's two forms of gossip, but I do think for some people, they are gossips. They're insidious in their gossip. They have agendas and motives attached to tear down people and cause disruption. Some people, like like you know how you said assumption is lazy and irresponsible? Sometimes yeah. gossip is a lazy way to air your frustrations or air what's bothering you to someone else so that you don't have to go 
to that other person. That's also gossip. Now, of course, there are right. times, you know, where you, you want to consult with someone and get some counsel and, you know, perspective. But if you refuse to go to the person that's bothering you and you go to someone else, that is a form of gossip. And when I did yeah. some training at a uh, organization in Portales, that was a huge problem. And it had caused tons of issues in the workplace, almost like there were two sets and they were like at war with each other. And, uh, and so they asked me specifically, can you address gossip in the workplace? And I gave some things, you know, for them to do, et cetera. So it is a big problem and it costs a lot of money to businesses and it costs a lot of emotional energy and mental energy to individuals because the person that's gossiped about, if they hear about it, it does not feel good. No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of people don't understand this because we can get distracted a lot. But if a person were to just stop for a second and take their time and think about what they just heard, the words, the energy creates stress in the body of the person, right? When you hear people say, I'm physically sick, you know, that's a real thing. Or the person that gets caught out gossiping, let's say in this case right here, even if you're the leader of the company, you still don't escape the shame Because when you get ready to walk into the door, guess what? Now all your employees are quiet now, right? Because guess what they now know? They now know that you, as a leader, you have an issue with being trustworthy. You can't maintain confidentiality. You're running off at the mouth and you're talking to employees about employees. And now you wonder, it's like, well, why does nobody want to work with me? What's happening that I can't keep people with me? You are not creating an environment that has harmony. That's the other. That's another one of the 11 causes of failure in business, yeah. right? In leadership. You don't have harmony in your relation, in your business, because you don't control the multiple triangles that are occurring in your organization. Instead of nipping it in the bud, you encourage it, right? And when you do, your production drops, yeah. your employee retention drops. Morale. Yeah. And now you're wondering why your business is not performing like it should. Okay. So I want to finish up with another triangle coach that I've seen, and that is in uh, marriages, relationships. I have seen this from the time I was a kid, even up until mm, maybe 10 years ago, if that, where one of the, and women in particular, it seemed, do this, where you know, a person might be having a rough time in their relationship, and so they want to visit with a friend, right? And before mm-hmm. you know it, that friend is telling all the problems that she's having with her husband, and then they're both amplifying everything that is wrong with their spouses to where that's all they see. And it almost cost one of my um, uh, family members her marriage, And later she realized, and the friend that she was talking to did not have the intent for that to happen. They just got caught up in it. So I would say, again, that edifying or destruction deal, I am very tight-lipped on anything that I am going through when it comes to family-type relationships, um, and especially marriage. I mean, me and Mike, we don't fuss, but when we were first married, we did. And I made the mistake of not being tight-lipped, and I learned that lesson 
quick. Plus, I didn't want my dad to shoot him if he ever got mad. <laughs> but um, so it's you know, like you've got to be aware of that uh, as well and make sure that the person that you're wanting to visit with, they have the responsibility and the maturity to not get caught up and to give perspective, uh, you know, and sound uh, counsel if that's what you're seeking, but not where they'll start going with that snowball with you. And then all of a sudden your marriage is destroyed. One of the cases that I, uh, one of the, the last cases that I was working with on at Canon, uh, it became explosive because there was some self-harm that was involved. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that happened was um, a healthcare professional um, called another healthcare professional that she thought was a friend of hers to say, hey, look, look, can you help me with this? But the other healthcare professional called the police, went to the commander and everything like this. Mm. Now, I can say this much at this particular level that, that the individual in question has a particular function on the base that is pretty critical. Yeah. So... If somebody has got something going on in their mind space like that, of course you want to get them some help. But that should have never gotten out because it wasn't really the case. Yeah. But the other person just said, oh, this is juicy and ran with it. And now not only were they all hurt, right? But now the two ladies in question, the two healthcare workers, they can't work with each other anymore, right? Yeah. Because there's anger. Because the one person feels like you put my business in this street and you did it inaccurately. You basically tried to hurt my husband's career, right? Yeah. And all you had to do was keep your mouth shut. Yes. Right? Yeah. And just do what I asked you to do, but she couldn't do it. And now... it. Again, this is the other thing that we were talking about. Going to work is now stressful for them both. Yeah. No matter what they say, there is a knot that each one of them carries in their stomach. And it's like, well, I hope I don't see this person in the meeting. And you know, when you have to exist on that level, you're not long for that position that you're in. You're going to be sick before long, right? So I think, Coach, because my computer might die soon, I think maybe we can end with avoid triangles have brave communication, but also realize that when someone comes to you, it's a sacred trust. And so you have to step back and decide, okay, this isn't about me. Do I, is this person even my assignment? Should I be listening to this? You know, how, how can I be of benefit? Even if that means, Hey, I'm probably not the best person you need to talk to, but I can recommend someone that would be able to help you here. So being just aware that we're not just throwing around words, you know, where it says sticks and stones, you know, yeah. words actually do hurt and they cause a lot of damage. And so we just need to be aware and conscious of that and not get caught up in our own ego and the juiciness of gossip and, 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 you know, not realize how damaging uh, it can be. Yes, what we call the universe was formed by the word, what we call consciousness, mm -hmm. right? So I would say this to the listener. If somebody brings information to you, the first thing you have to think about is discernment, right? 
What are they bringing to you right now? Why are you hearing this right? That's the first thing that you want to think about and stop it right there. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know what? I'm not supposed to hear that, you know, but even if you can't stop yourself from hearing it, you can stop yourself from opening your mouth. Right. Yes. And we have a duty to stop spreading knowledge that is not investigated, that has not proven to be true. And this is all I want to say to the listener. If you want harmony, do not be the person that's spreading a message that is not verified at all. If it's not a fact, which means if it's factual, then anybody can know it. Yeah. If it's not, you don't want to hear it. Walk away from it. Even if you think that person is telling you is your friend, you may not tell them, hey, I don't want to hear that. But what you can do inside is like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything with this. Put it away. I think that's a good place to end, Coach. Yes, ma'am.